This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Clear Waters, and my co-host Nick Petros is online with me. Nick, we got a great guest today. It's a friend that I met probably six months ago, and just wanted to circle back and just give him another chance to uh, really share a story on on our podcast. and And uh, I just know that he's going to bring some value to us today. So, Nick, how you doing? Doing good. Staying up. Uh, super <laughs> excited to meet Kirk. This has been a fun evening. It certainly is. Our, our guest today is Kirk Penn, all the way from down under. Kirk, thanks for joining us from the other side of the globe. Thank you, Nick, Kevin. Thank you very much. Awesome to be here. So, Nick, I, I uh, do this every week. I mean, I, I, can, I can do the bio, but it, I have found that the guest does it much better than I do. So give us just a really quick background on, on Kirk Penn and, and what you do. Yep, absolutely. So, look, essentially I work in, in IT as an IT consultant. And um, over the last uh, eight to 10 years, I've built a practice uh, where we help, uh, help organizations to align to good practice and best practice around uh, running their IT. So that includes um, everything from their, their service desk through to the way they manage change and uh, manage service providers, the multiple service providers that they have in their back end. And um, really, we use a, uh, a methodology which is started in the 1980s called ITIL. And uh, that's evolved over the last uh, 40 years now, but uh, we use parts of that to embed good practice in, in organizations and fundamentally drive efficiencies and uh, help organizations to improve. Well, that's one of the reasons we brought you on is because, uh, you know, you, you're speaking the language of what we're trying to solve here. And the whole the back, the, the theme of this podcast is, is how do you find clarity in an otherwise murky world? So we love to just have our guests just kind of share a story that, that uh, you know, we've asked them to kind of prepare it a little bit ahead of time, but just share a story of, of a time where, you know, clarity was not readily present or, or it wasn't just transparent. Absolutely. Look, this is a, uh, an everyday occurrence in, in my world. So um, it's really about kind of moving through those murky waters as best you can. But look, I've got a couple of examples. I think the first one was, um, which was, it was a bit of enlightening for me more than anything. I just finished a, uh, a six month engagement with a client and they said to me, Kirk, when, when we get, to, now we're at the back of this, um, can, you, can you honestly put your hand on your heart and tell me that whatever we've delivered and whatever you've produced, um, could, could you have done that within the first few days of, um, of, of the engagement? And uh, I said, yes, <laughs> hand on heart, I could have. Um, and they said, well, why, why has it taken us six months? And I said, well, it's not about me, it's about you. And it's about your journey and about your teams. And there's no way that they would have got it within the first few days. I got it because I work in this industry and I know what I'm doing. But the fact is that it's taken me six months to impart this on you and get you to a place where you're actually self-sustaining. So um, I reflected on that because I felt um, that it probably wasn't the best from a relationship perspective to share. <laughs> uh, we, we, we went on and, and uh, we, we got a lot more business and, um, you know, actually strengthened the relationship from that. But it was, uh, I guess, from, from my perspective, it was a really good um, reflection point for me to go, well, we, we actually know this stuff from, from day one, but it's about the journey. I guess the other example I wanted just to quickly share with you is that um, we went into an engagement where um, a CIO at the time had, a, had an issue around um, operational efficiencies. And for some reason, he had done his, um, his, his yearly budget 
uh, and had basically targeted it to be like a 200K problem to solve. Now, when we got involved and um, started to, um, you know, scratch around and do some discovery, uh, I knew that we were sort of probably at least five, maybe even up to 10 times um, as much as that <laughs> to, to get this problem solved if you really wanted it to stick. Um, so as we went on, uh, that was a pretty hard conversation to have with him and I knew it wasn't something we could have straight away. Um, so it was just really, um, again, I think anchoring back to, to what we're talking about here, um, we, we, there was a tiny line of sight through some pretty very, very murky waters, I guess. And, um, and it was just about um, honing in on that and getting, getting real clarity and starting to broaden it out until he could, um, he could share that, uh, that, that, that tiny bit of light at the end of the, end of the tunnel. I'm happy to talk through how we did that. Or... Well, I, I, I want to go back to the first example just for a second. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that because even when you were telling the story, you were, you were like, how do I answer that question he just asked me? It's one of those, you, you know, those moral dilemmas. You say, okay, am I going to be truthful with him or am I going to spin this, you know? And yeah. I love the fact that you, you I mean, I, I've known you and I know that this is your character as well, but you answered him honestly. You said, absolutely, yeah, we could have done this in, in a very short period of time. But it's not just about, you know, me discovering the problem. It's about you understanding you know, the, the problem and how you're going to have to continue to walk out the solution. And I just, I, I love the way you frame that. And, and uh, I mean, it just, that, that is a, if, if you don't hear anything else, listeners, other than that point that he just made right then, I mean, that, that, that's worth our, our, that's our gold nugget that we can, we can hone in on. But uh, yeah, Nick, what, what are the thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a crass analogy, I guess, but uh, like leading a horse to water, um, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of change uh, going on, particularly with larger organizations trying to compete um, in the modern economy. Um, and Kirk, I just, I, I love your feedback. And I think both of those examples um, represented leaders that didn't quite know what the end point was going to be until they got there. Um, you know, and I, I think, um, you know, some, some, how your mastery got them to stick with you for six months to actually see the benefits. Um, you know, a lot of what, what we're working on with Dash um, is with folks who, who don't even know if there will be benefits. So we have to visualize it um, to get them to start and get them to try. But with, without using a you know, visual tool like ours, you know, something that's somewhat of a gimmick before it's in practice, um, how, do you, how do you approach change like that when people know something has to happen but, you know, like both of your examples, they don't know how much it's going to cost and they don't know how long it's going to take. Um, you know, how do you show them the way? Um, <clears throat> well, there's, there's, there's various ways, but it's, it's certainly a really tough gig. I have to, I have to be honest about that. And um, I think fundamentally uh, what we need to do is kind of get back to the basics. Now, at the same time that they've got this thought in their head that it's X, Y, Z, um, they actually don't have any appetite to hear me tell them um, that it's not. Uh, mm. so, so what I find is that, um, you know, those regular kind of updates showing progress uh, are absolutely critical um, and being really respectful of their time as well. So I'm not going to kind of, uh, in those early stages, be kind of trying to pull them out of their, out of their, um, their rhythm for hours, on, hours, at, hours at a time to, um, to show them something that is not quite real. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so what I like to do is say, you know, what are the problems that we've got going on? What, what, what's the heartbeat? What's actually, um, what are the tangible things that we can perhaps circle back with and show some improvement around? And, um, and so we start to sort of snap off a few of those things um, and then be able to circle back and say, well, um, you've got some real issues in these areas. We can't solve world hunger at this stage, but we can start to give you some momentum. Um, it, it gives us momentum as well. And, um, and what I find is that that um, I call it airtime, that airtime that you get with that executive and that decision maker starts to extend and that relationship starts to uh, really solidify and uh, you get some credibility and, um, and it's to be respected as well. So even though, you know, you, you can perhaps get a couple of hours of their time, you want to make sure that you, you don't take off as much as what you, you only take off as much as you need. So that's some of the tactics that, um, that, that, that I've used that have, uh, that have given us, um, you know, a, re a really good place to be able to build on those. Yeah. I just watched, are you a Denzel Washington fan by any chance? No, no, no. He has a, I mean, he has a, a bunch of action movies that follow a similar line, but one of them is called The Equalizer. Um, okay, I'm going to watch that. It's a shameless action movie, but it's amazing, and I'm a sucker for it. Um, but one of the one of the quotes from the movie that really stuck with me that he said uh, when he's coaching one of the minor characters um, who's training to be a security guard, he says, "Progress, not perfection," uh, because the guy keeps beating himself up over not getting it right every single time he tries. Um, and it seems like you really embraced that and brought it into your process because you know you're not going to get someone there in three days. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So Nick, I, the, the, so the idea you mentioned about, you know, kind of giving, giving say a C-suite exec kind of regular updates, regular progress updates, or, you know, um, how long in your, in your business career, how long or how far were you into that before that light came on and you thought, this is how I need to approach this instead of, you know, trying to just always point out, you know, problem, solution, problem, solution. Um, look, I learned it reasonably early that, um, uh, that, you know, time, you know, I call this thing airtime. Your, your airtime is just so valuable. Um, and, and you know this as well, Kevin, and when you press record, man, you're on, you're on. And so um, it's, it's, it's just being a bit smarter about, having and being appreciative of that ear time and um again sort of less is more you know like um Ringo Starr like, <laughs> you know, he, he, he just played everything nice and straight you know he never had to show so I kind of use those principles to think well you know less is more and let's just streamline this and I'll I'll say things that I'll, I would like to really have an impact and I think the other part to that as well that um, that's worked quite well for me is, and it kind of sounds strange, but I actually don't mind looking stupid. <laughs> um, it's, it's a skill that I've kind of learned that, um, you know, and it's not so much at the executive level, but certainly their management and, and their teams down will often laugh at me and often think, what is that guy up to? But I don't mind because it's doing two things. One, I'm learning. And number two, I'm kind of putting what I think is right on the side and, um, and letting them know that, hey, look, we're all just human here. So um, I'm not sure how that's worked for you if you've kind of used those tactics, but it's certainly one that, I, that I've used and I actually don't mind them looking stupid. <laughs> but you've got to be mature enough to be able to do that. 
I mean, that, 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 that comes with time. That comes with some, I mean, you, you, you're, you know, I mentioned to Nick earlier, but probably before we were, we turned the recorder on about, you know, you, you may have a few battle scars, you know, that yeah. you've, uh, and you've lived through those, those minor skirmishes that you've, you know, had in the past that have, have taught you some things, but as we're, as we're kind of landing the plane here, I mean, guys, what's, what's the big takeaway here? What's the, what are the, I mean, I, I've gotten numerous things I've written down as, as Kirk and, and Nick both were talking, but uh, what's, what's kind of the one big idea that, that you would kind of extract out of this, you know, out of the couple of examples that you mentioned, Kirk, the, the stories that you, that you, you know, uh, brought to us today, if, if people were wanting to take something away, what's, what's that one, you know, nugget that you would say, hey, this is what I really want you to kind of hone in on that, that makes the most sense. Uh, Kevin, I know you and I have talked about this before, but look, I think my, my number one point would be we're still dealing with people at the end of the day. And, uh, and, and so, so with all the, the tech and all the digital transformations going on, um, you know, from a simple form, we're human beings with specific needs. And, uh, and it's really about that connection, um, being respectful of the connection, but also making sure that whatever you've got to say is relevant, um, is pointed, and um, can really connect with people as well. Um, I'm certainly not in the business of uh, of trying to kind of sell things that, that that just don't work. I'm in the I'm in the business of making improvements, and that's what I feel passionate about. So, and that starts with people. That's the common thread of the the two guys that I'm chatting with on this this call. They they both that that is in, that is certainly in your DNA. So, Nick, land the plane for us here. Yeah, so I, I've been riffing silently here um, while I think, but um, to, to paraphrase Kirk, I think momentum gets you across the finish line. Mm. Um, you know, I think when you're trying to solve a big problem and there isn't a clear end to it going in, um, but you're working with someone like Kirk who knows the way, um, they can get you there by showing you the steps you need to take to get there and, uh, and counting each one of those is kind of a mini win. I think that's a, a super valuable learn that I'll carry across a lot of what I do. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. In the immortal words of Denzel, it's, it's progress over perfection. As we land the plane today on another episode of Clear Waters, the podcast that, that offers clarity in an otherwise murky world. Guys, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. And, and it's been another, another great 15-minute masterclass on, on transparency and clarity and logistics in a, in a very cluttered world guys thanks a lot for talking to us today thanks. thank you kevin thank you nick thanks kirk <laughs>